Can you give it all you got? Are those the lyrics? <laughs> I can't even remember. Hey guys, how's it going? It's another Queen Deep Dive day. And today we're talking a Brian May composition, his first on Queen's seventh album, Jazz. This is dive number 69. And I find it kind of funny if I'm being really immature about it, that that is the number of the dive we're on, considering the song. This is Fat Bottom Girls. Mm -hmm. And this is decidedly a pretty sexy song. So there's a fun little fact for you. Dive number 69. And yep, this is a Brian song. Now he says, well, okay. We'll get into the specifics about why he wrote this and, and the way it's written. But yeah, this is quite the fun number. And I'm sure you've probably heard at least a part of this song. If you haven't, I would be really surprised. But if you're not familiar with it, this is hard rock. Some bluesy inflections. Reminds me of White Man somehow. I think it's because of the drop detuning partially, which is very, very rare in Queen's catalog. That's also a Brian number, so there's a little bit of similarity of style. But there's something about this heavy country. I can picture line dancing to this. Cowboy boots. Yeah, <laughs> something about it. It's just got that vibe. And like... News of the World, the album before jazz, we have a lot of diversity of style on jazz. So it's not surprising that we're going from the Arabic rock infusion of Mustafa before this to this flat out hard rock number that's a little bit bluesy, especially the guitar riff is quite bluesy. And yeah, something about this says country to me, oddly enough. But this was released as a double A side with the song Bicycle Race. On October 13th of 78 in the UK and October 24th of 78 in the US. And it charted at number 11 and number 24, respectively. We are at 89 beats per minute. So not a terribly fast song, but a very heavy one at that. A very rockin' one. And super simple. 4-4 four, four time signature and one key. Also a stark contrast to the previous numbers, many keys. Simply here, we are in D major. And this is, again, super simple. An ode to sexy ladies. Big bottomed or otherwise, based on comments I've heard and read from the guys. So yeah, this is I, I can't really think of a Queen's song that is this simple. In messaging, structure, you know, the rhythms, the keys, everything about this, even, even the vocals don't deviate from the tonic much. There's not a lot happening with the harmonies or it's very predictable, but it's interesting. We're going to get into the specifics as I always do. Both structure and meaning, super simple, yeah. Brian's rocker, Fat Bottom Girls, gives us heavy stomping beats, loud and round guitar straightforward vocals that they're syncopated, but they're still catchy, easy to sing, nods to lyrics of earlier tracks like Son and Daughter and Now I'm Here Come to Mind, as Brian takes us into passionate and physical territory once again. 
Freddie's lead vocals in the verses, they're gritty, dirty, as they should be. Don't, again, don't deviate much from the tonic, usually within three tones. And even by general pop standards, the, the song structure is very, very basic. One key, one time signature, common time at that. But for its lack of dynamics and musical intervals, we do get some surprises that wow us. Roger's fills on the drums are a force here. Wonderful layers of toms and cymbals in general. The song's rhythm, especially on the bluesy guitars, is quite complex with offbeat punches accenting the lumbering tempo. But perhaps one of the biggest highlights, honestly, John, that rolling bass line. I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but dang it if it doesn't feel jazzy and energized and dirty when it rolls in in that verse. So smooth, John. Ooh, fire. And against the scratches of Brian's guitar, it's such a sexy sound. That playful clap going into the verse, the cymbals, cymbal cymbals, the persistent screaming vocals in the outro, the dominance of the tonic in the chords. It's unrelenting and loud and total attitude and sexiness, fat bottom girls. I've talked to quite a few guys <laughs> that really like this song. And the funny thing is, before I go into the specifics about this, I want to talk about my sentiment around it. At first, I kind of had the attitude that some people do. Really? Come on, guys. Fat bottom girls, you make the rock and roll go round. I mean, really? You're going to go there? Okay. These are the boys. Okay. But the truth is, the more I listen to this, dang it if I don't love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. I've talked about how we're not supposed to take Queen too seriously, especially on jazz. And this is probably the finest example of that. All right, let's dive into more of the details for Fat Bottom Girls. This was played 195 times from 78 through 82 and actually peaked in 82 with 68 performances and it's been covered by many an artist or band for a total of 1,500 official live performance plays. And now, this thing live, there are immediate and obvious changes to the vocal harmonies in the introduction and the chorus. Roger is on a high harmony, which is not on the album at all. Freddie takes the lead, and Brian provides the low harmony. And my gosh, live, ferocious this is. Freddie scares me in the best way. Milton Keynes, 82. That's it. That's the one. That ad-libbed lyric change. The poll. I'll link to it. Promise. I'm not going to say anything else. You got to go listen to it and watch it. But really, this performance is impeccable. All wrapped up and grid and loud. Perfection. Roger and John are holding down the fort on the low end with those crashes and the rolls and the runs. Brian grinds away on his red special, giving us some fun variations in the riffs that we're used to from the record. And Freddie, well, yeah, that man, his charisma and his stage presence, <laughs> the intensity, the over the top, the shock and awe. It's all Freddie. And the clarity in his voice. So I've listened to and watched this performance, both the restored version 
which I think is the one I'm going to link to. But there is one that was the original recording from the performance. And it's not that the restored version is incorrect. It's just been enhanced in a way that it doesn't capture the original sound of it as if you were there, right? Or maybe it, maybe it does in a way, but it's a little bit almost too clear. But I want to link to it because it's so amazing looking and sounding. So you can really get a feel for it. But anyway... His voice sounds amazing. Even on the original performance that's not as crisp, the original recording, I mean, he sounds great. And not every performance was like that one specifically, but live, this number always brought the heat and the weight and the rowdy rock and all the fun that you could want in a rock and roll number. Some fun facts about Fat Bottom Girls. There's no Roger on backing vocals here on the album. No. And in fact, yeah, no high harmony in the chorus. Freddie takes the lead on the verses. Brian is on lead melody in the chorus. And it's one of the few Queen songs played in an alternative drop D guitar tuning. The others being the Prophet song and, as I mentioned previously, White Man. References. It's double A-side counterpart, Bicycle Race, in lyric, which in turn references this. So we have Get On Your Bikes and Ride. And then in Bicycle Race, we have Fat Bottom Girls Will Be Riding Today. So it's a clever little connection between the two tracks that were a double A-side together. And the double A-side single featured a photo of the winning Girl of the Bicycle Race video shoot in which all the naked ladies were riding bicycles. And you see her from behind. You see her behind from behind. And many stores wouldn't sell it as such. So a bikini was actually painted on. Oh, and one more important fact. I debated mentioning this on this song or when I talked about Bicycle Race, but I suppose either one works. The album cover of Jazz, and really I should have mentioned this when I talked about Jazz, in the previous episode, it includes a silhouetted line of fat bottom girls riding bicycles. So if you look at the cover, I actually didn't notice it at first. It took me a few glances to notice it, but at the very bottom, there's a line of these ladies on bicycles and there they are. So it's, it's subtle, but it's there. Nice little nod to this pair of tracks on this album. I do have band critique for Fat Bottom Girls. I'm always excited when I get comments from the guys. Brian talked about various solos and songs in an interview with On The Record in 1982, and he briefly mentioned Fat Bottom Girls and its guitars saying, quote, Fat Bottom Girls I thought was okay, but fairly banal. I thought people would be much more interested in Dead On Time, but it didn't really get that much airplay. Unquote. So yeah, he's talking about how basic the Fat Bottom Girls guitar riff is. And that, yeah, I would agree with him. Dead on time? Wow. I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> At length. And Brian told Mojo Magazine in 2008, quote, I wrote it with Fred in mind, as you do, especially if you've got a great singer who likes Fat Bottom Girls or boys. Unquote. <laughs> nice, Brian. I love it. But there you go. So if Brian really wrote this with Freddie in mind, and I was starting to talk about this at the start of the episode, 
maybe that's why he went here with this kind of lyric. Because yeah, this is one of those that people read a lot into it, you guys. And I'm going to talk about that some more as I go into the critique and the sentiment from critics and fans. Cream's review of Jazz in 79, I've talked about this one quite a lot already, contained this gem of a comment, quote, if Queen pulled a kiss, as in the band Kiss, and released four solo albums, May would be the best bet to be their ace. But as he is also responsible for the sniggery Fat Bottom Girls, it would be a misrepresentation to exempt him from blame, unquote. Dang it. (laughs) And they were referring to Freddie apparently dragging the guys down on their latest effort and how Brian was responsible for at least some of the horribleness, I guess. But of course, Rolling Stone had the most aggressive criticism. Quote, fat bottom girls isn't sexist. It regards women not as sex objects, but as objects, period. The way the band regards people in general. Unquote. Tell me that's not offensive. (laughs) Because we know The guys loved the fans. I think it's pretty obvious how much they appreciated the fans. And the critics just loved to write about this stuff like this because a lot of the critics at the time wanted to build up bands themselves and make bands a thing themselves. Well, Queen didn't need the press for that. They did it themselves. No thanks to the press, really. So I think... As a constant dig, that's why the press were always writing things like this. They couldn't stand it. The queen were undefinable. Indefinable? Wow. (laughs) Sometimes my brain explodes. Sorry. All right. But of course, we have some praise here. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Sorry. I wanted to talk about a little bit of criticism from the fans before I got into some praise stuff. So, yeah, Fat Bottom Girls, there are people who... Yeah, they do. They call this sexist or they they read a lot into, especially the first verse, which I think if you read it, I don't really want to say take it out of context because perhaps you could easily see that there might be a scary story behind that verse because it's basically a sexual awakening in that first verse, if you read it. And I mean, if we're being honest, to a certain extent, isn't that just reality? I mean, let's let's get real, guys. And perhaps, because in my brain, when I hear that verse or I read those lyrics, it's easy to picture if the narrator is singing about, you know, I was just a skinny lad, never knew no good from bad. I knew life before I left my nursery. You know, it kind of implies that he was very, 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 very young, but maybe he wasn't very, very young. You know what I mean? So again, I don't think we're supposed to take this too seriously. I think there's some realism here, but I think at the end of the day, the guys are just having fun. Don't take it too seriously. And that's what a lot of the, I think the counter arguments are to people who are offended by this. And I'm not saying it's wrong to be offended by it. I'm just saying that I think in the context of Queen, this is something that we should just be having fun with. That's my sentiment around it. But yeah, people can take this and run with it in all kinds of different ways. 
Or even they've loved it for years and they suddenly read the lyrics in detail and they go, oh my gosh. You know how sometimes you love a song, but you don't really think about the lyrics and then suddenly you realize what they're really saying and you go, it's like parents who realize what their kids are singing when they start singing a popular, very sexy song and they go, oh my gosh, I gotta turn this off, you know? So it's one of those things that, yeah, this is a very, very sexy, suggestive song. And if you have fun with it, it's a kickback rocker. But yeah, you could definitely read these lyrics and go, oh my gosh, shock. Yes. But, but, some great stuff around this rocker. All Music's review of the song. Quote, not nearly as raunchy as some made it out to be and remains one of Queen's best Rockers. Queen shows off their impeccable vocal harmony skills, reminiscent here to that of California country cowboys, the Eagles. Unquote. What a nice tag. Yeah. And really, they're not far off. This does remind me of certain Eagles numbers. One of these nights. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Another song with a great rolling bass line. Oof. Anyway, nice little nod to another group I love. And thankfully, most fans. Yeah, I do see comments where people go, oh my gosh, I can't believe the guy's saying this. But most fans, young and old, embrace this for what it is. A quote unquote ridiculous, and I read that term a lot, though it's lovingly written, a ridiculous song in which Queen pushed it just close enough to the edge, but the label would still allow them to release it. <laughs> I remember reading that comment from someone saying that the guys were pushing the envelope so much and so hard, and we did get this number out of it. So it's just fun. I mean, Fat Bottom Girls, you know, yeah, even I'm kind of like, really, guys? But then I'm kind of like, yeah, guys, because <laughs> Brian, wow, boy. <gasps> Down beside that red firelight. <laughs> you know, I never thought about it being Brian giving us the lead in the chorus and the intro here. But clearly, yeah, those rounded vocals, the depth, there's kind of a softness <laughs> despite the lyrics that he's singing. Very nice. And then the riff, syncopated, driving, yes, almost country-tinged, all on the right, too. And then suddenly, the guitars are all around us. And Freddie, hey, the heaviness, the stomping, that beat. She makes me stormtroopers and stilettos all over again, in a way. Another great Brian number that I love. And these lyrics, hey, big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. Edge. It's interesting that we get such a forward song from Dr. Brian May. But then if he really wrote this with fabulous flamboyant Freddie in mind, maybe that's just where the brain goes. <laughs> I never realized either how sparse the arrangement is here, really. Drums, boom, boom, boom. And just that rocking guitar and Freddie, woo, clap, clap. I love that clap. A little swish and a reverb on the right along with it. Great ambience, great touch. But here's where the real fun begins. Into the second verse. John rolling on that bass. Dang it. It's so good. 
digs in. I love it. It seems almost too low in the mix, if I dare say it. This goes back to the mixing of this album, right? And how my CD is probably not a great pressing of it. But still, you can hear it. Hone in on that bass. You can hear it. And the symbol on the right, what? It's so simple. Awesome. Roger and his perfect touches that way. What did I say? Lots of symbols. We're just getting started. This lyric, but their beauty and their style went kind of smooth after a while. Hey, hey, the sass and the attitude and the unapologetic honesty. I love it. Come on. Into the chorus we go, but it's all around us this time. Vocals in the middle, everything in the kitchen sink around us, mostly guitars, actually, and cymbals. This is one of those songs that despite how awesome the drum performance is, they sound too thin to me. This is the mixing and the production again. Though I do love the way the cymbal crash echoes out slowly after that chorus wraps. Nice fill at the end, Raj. Simple memorable guitar riff, a loud and rowdy final verse with Brian singing on his guitar in the background, tons of vibrato, and Freddie. Hey, big woman, you gotta make a big man of me. Now get this. (laughs) I haven't talked about his delivery enough, Freddie. He's all sharp like a razor and bright in tone, right in our face. It's brilliant. It's edgy and on point. And Roger's roll out of this verse, those toms, they tumble down from right to left, lifting us up in that intensity. Another chorus of loud passion and praise for those fat bottom girls you make the rockin' world go round. Get on your bikes and ride. There's that reference to Bicycle Race. The guitars are so thick, we can't hear through them as the outro blares on. Freddie gives us some gems like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, ride him, cowboy. (laughs) It's perfect. When you consider my earlier comment that something about this is almost country, ride him, cowboy. And Brian reels us in with his catchy little riff, reels us on, really. John's bass is omnipresent. Can I just use that for him going forward? Truly, the man is always there, holding things in line with a power chord or two or three, some crashes and fills. We are out. Bump, chick-a-chick-bump, Yep, that's it. Fat Bottom Girls comes to a close. And I got to say, I really do love this. Even though, yeah, at first, yeah, you kind of go, oh, guys, really? And it's almost like they throw it back at you. Really, really? (laughs) Isn't that from Shrek? Really, really. Anyway, that is Fat Bottom Girls. I'm going to link to a great live version of it, probably the Milton Keynes one. But yeah, there's (laughs) there's some pretty... Uh, how should I say? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say typical Freddie moments in it, but yeah, that is kind of true. It's just a lot of fun to watch these guys and see them jive on stage together. I've talked about that so many times that they're just the way they're in sync all the time is so impressive and phenomenal. They're so good live. And that's where that's where they were the best on a stage. That is where they were the best in the song. It's so fun 
It's always more interesting to see them playing these numbers live together because it takes it to a whole new level. But that is it, ladies and gents, fat bottom girls. And I'll be back next time. Keep yourselves alive. I haven't sang that in a long time. Keep yourselves alive. That was not good. (laughs) I lost a little bit of my gumption there at the end. Keep yourselves alive. Yes, that's better. And I'll be back next time. Maybe with another Queen Deep Dive. Maybe something a little different. Either way, have a good night, a good day. Just have a good one.